Hello, I'm Leslie Garfield-Tenzer, and this is Law to Fact. Today we are talking about contracts. In this episode, we will discuss contract formation, specifically consideration. But first, a few disclaimers. Disclaimer one, this is just an overview. You are always responsible for understanding the case law that supports any rule of law. Disclaimer number two, always remember you take the professor, not the course. So if by some chance you are listening to this and I'm not your professor, keep in mind that I may emphasize and even include or not include areas of the law that are different from your professor. Okay, let's talk consideration. Consideration is a bargained for exchange. It is the thing that makes a contract binding. A party gives consideration in exchange for a promise by either making a return promise or engaging in an act or refraining from an act that he or she has a legal right to engage in. So one party is giving up something of value to him or her, either a return promise to do something or an act or forbearance of an act, and that value is what makes for consideration. If there is no consideration in exchange for a promise, then the promise is considered a promise to make a gift. Courts do not want to spend time making someone give a gift just because that person promised the gift. However, if the promisee had some skin in the game, was also giving up something of value, then the courts will enforce the promise because the promisee had also given up something of value. Consider the following. Niece lives in Kansas but wants to move to New York to pursue an acting career. Aunt says to Niece, I have an extra bedroom. If you can get yourself to my house, you are welcome to live here. Niece saves her money, quits her job, and moves to New York City. After one week, Aunt decides she doesn't really want Niece living with her, and she kicks Niece out. Niece sues Aunt for making Niece leave. Here, while there is an offer and acceptance, there is no consideration. Aunt got nothing in return by having Niece live with her. No return promise, no act of forbearance. Aunt was doing Niece a favor. Now consider the same hypo, only this time Aunt says, if you live with me and agree to walk my dog every day, I will give you a place to live. Here Aunt is getting something in return for her promise to provide a place to live. Niece has given her a return promise to do something that Niece does not have a legal obligation to do. Again, the first example is a gift, and courts do not want to force someone to comply with their goodwill. Think about it. Let's say Niece sues Aunt. Should Aunt be compelled to let Niece in her house when Aunt was just doing Niece a favor? But in the second instance, the Aunt was getting something of value in exchange for the consideration. So in that instance, because the Niece is undertaking an obligation, the courts will enforce the promise the Aunt made. So consideration requires a bargain for exchange, where each party is getting something of value. The presence of consideration is what makes a promise enforceable. An offer and acceptance with consideration equals a legally binding contract. Consideration is present where the promisor gets something of value in exchange for her promise. The promisee can give the promisor either a return promise or an act or forbearance. The rule for consideration is stated in Restatement 2nd, Section 71, and I encourage you to take a close look at the restatement. So if promisor promises to pay promisee in exchange for promisee mowing promisor's lawn, promisee is giving an act, mowing the lawn, in exchange for promisor's promise. 
a few things to think about. Promisor and promisee is not always defined by offeror and offeree. Who is promisor for purposes of defining consideration depends on who is giving the promise or undertaking the act or forbearance in exchange. Also, a promisee gives consideration if he gives up a legal right, even if doing so is beneficial to the offeree. Where parties have a best effort clause, just engaging in good faith and putting forth best efforts is sufficient to support consideration, even if nothing comes of those efforts. Consider Wood, who made an agreement to try to secure licensing agreements for Lucy Lady Duff Gordon. Wood never secured any licensing agreements, but he tried, and the court said that if he undertook his best efforts in good faith, that that was sufficient to support consideration. So taking the time to find licensing agreements is an act that he did not otherwise have a legal obligation to do. Another thing to think about, past acts or past forbearances are not sufficient to support consideration. When a boss offered to pay his employee as a thank you for her hard work, the court held that the promise was not supported by consideration. Take a moment to think about this. The employee did not do an act or forbear anything in exchange for the promisor's promise. It was done before she even knew the promise was made, so no consideration. Moral consideration is generally non-enforceable. A father's promise to pay someone who took care of his dying son after the son had already died is not enforceable since the act of caring occurred not in exchange for the promise he to pay, but at a time where the caretaker was doing it before he learned of the father's offer. Courts do not look to the value of consideration. Remember the popcorn? So, if the promisee agrees to give the promisor $1,000 in exchange for a whole house, traditionally a court will not question whether there is adequate consideration. But keep in mind, courts may look into whether there was some problem with gift taxes. So that's consideration. Consideration is a bargain for exchange. Consideration can take the form of a return promise, or of an act, or a forbearance of an act the actor had a legal right to do. And most importantly, consideration must be present in order for a contract to be enforceable. So on an exam, if there is an offer and acceptance and assent, ask yourself, is there adequate consideration? If there is consideration plus offer and acceptance and assent, the contract is enforceable. There you go. Contract formation. Hope this was helpful. And thank you www.bensound.com for supplying the music. See you next time on Law to